I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Phil Keller. He is a PE and health teacher with College and Career Readiness. He is a master's runner now, pretty good one. Runs for uh, Duke's Track Club and is help coaching the Duke's Youth Track Club. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my first question is, how did you get into running? Uh, I'm the standard uh, American way of getting into running. Uh, I wanted to get in shape for basketball <laughs> my freshman year of high school. So uh, actually, my cousin wanted to lose weight for wrestling, and I wanted to get in shape for basketball. So we decided to join the cross-country team together in, uh, <laughs> in high school. In Minnesota. I went to high school in Sock Rapids, Minnesota. So that's how, that's how I started. <laughs> <laughs> pretty standard uh, yeah <laughs> how did that first season go for you it was good uh i enjoyed it uh you know i, I ran jv first in minnesota they have a lot of what different in new mexico a lot of uh ninth grade only races so some of the meets wow. was ninth grade only and uh and they were usually two miles they're like three three k or two miles so that was kind of funny I usually did a little better at those because i didn't really have a base but like at the end of the season, I ended up the eighth guy. And so I didn't get to go on the district trip, which really like frustrated me and pushed me. Uh, and I just remember just being really, I, I remember going to school that morning and the kids got to get on the bus at like eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock. And I was just, I went like said good luck or whatever, but I was really frustrated. I wasn't on that bus. So it was a huge motivator for me. So, cause I'm competitive. I wanted to, I wanted to be on the varsity team. So yeah, that first year went, that's, that's how it went, but it was fun. Well, my cousin and I had fun we met a lot of good people. Uh, and that ended up being my home was the cross country and track team. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's always so interesting. Like when kids come to it, because most of them don't come into it from running as like, I want to do running, you know, it's, I got cut from soccer or I'm trying to get in yeah, shape yeah. for something else or, you know, whatever. And, and it's, it's great when kids find, like you said, their their home there because the the running sure. group, your cross country group, is um, it is. I don't know. I, I I can't put another word to it. You know, I, I feel like it's different than any other team. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, we had a good team. Uh, you know, lots of good runners that ended. I mean, two of the I had three groomsmen in my wedding, and two of them were on those teams. Uh, you know, we went in, in Minnesota, they only take 32 teams of state each year, 16 big schools, 16 small school, at least back then they did. And, uh, my junior year, we qualified for state and took 12th. That was a huge deal. It's like the first time in however many years and they haven't made it back since. Wow. Uh, so it was just a lot of fun to be part of that team. And, you know, we won a couple conference titles, which was a big deal for us. And it, it was a lot of fun in high school running. And those were ended up being all my friends was the, the cross country team or the people that hung out with the cross country team. Right. So. Uh, what, what is like, what are the courses? Like, I'm always curious, you know, from people who raced in high school in other States, cause I mean, I'm very familiar. Most of the people who are listening are very familiar with New Mexico high school 
courses sure. and running. What what did it look like out there in Minnesota? Uh, golf courses. That's okay. one word, golf courses. So uh, the UNM Lobo meet or the one that really reminds me, and I don't know if you've been there, is the Los Alamos meet that, that they do always do it the week before districts. And we went out there when I was coaching at East Mountain and every year it was like deja vu you know, of, of high school for me. Cause that's just, that's what it was, was that on the golf course there running down the fairways, running around the edges. Uh, but yeah, I mean, our coach spent a lot of time training us on how not to walk on the greens because <laughs> all the meets were on the golf courses and they didn't want to get kicked off. So, but yeah, we, that's, that's where they all were. That's, that's I've heard that a couple of times and that's just, you know, again, so different from here, I, I mean, obviously the UNM one, um, I kind of miss that that the high school portion isn't, uh, or at least APS. I don't know if they're still doing a high school thing, but you know, when I first started assisting, like it was such a big meet to start the year, sure. and then you had the college races after you could watch and and just get them hyped about. But um, I, I've heard it. I haven't been to the Los Alamos one, but I've I've heard about it. I've heard it's pretty pretty quick one too. <laughs> It's a good one. And if you want to see youth running in its finest, they have a youth race before the meet starts. And I'm telling you, there's like a hundred plus kids in that race. It's incredible for that little community. Yeah. So it's a just kind of a fun meet. Uh, and they, they limit the number of teams to like 10. So it goes quick. Uh, but they have that youth race and it's just exciting to watch those youth kids run. That's right. I forgot about that. I, I had, um, uh, the Hipwoods on a while back and they had talked about that and yeah that just sounds I mean I think anytime you can incorporate that like you know like I was talking about with UNM when you have the high school and the college and those kids get to see that but on the other end when you have the younger kids getting to see what these high school kids are doing and the and the high school kids even just getting to see the energy of those little kids because there's nothing like that sure yeah <laughs> so uh did you end up running in college? Yeah, so I, I ended up running at North Dakota State uh, University. The top runner, uh, Chris Robbie, uh, on my high school team, who also was the groomsman in my wedding or best man in my wedding, uh, he got recruited. He was a, a fourth-place finisher at Minnesota State wow. cross-country championships his senior year and got recruited to run for North Dakota State. And then... Uh, after looking around at a couple other colleges, I was, I was kind of more, I, I thought of myself as a D3 kid, but I couldn't really afford D3. <laughs> uh, so North Dakota State was D2, and it was obviously a state college. So I could afford it, went out there, and uh, I was a walk-on. <clears throat> the coach, Don Larson, who just retired and is now making every Hall of Fame you could imagine, uh, just was just a great coach and a great guy. Uh, so I was, I was happy to run for him and happy to go to North Dakota State uh, and ran there for five years and, and really enjoyed it. Never never was that good of a college runner, but was always uh, always made top nine to run conference and cross and always was able to run a bunch of track meets and just enjoyed being around the gang and the group. And obviously my best friend Chris was there, so we had a lot of fun. Uh, we ended up living together for three years and, and running a lot together. Uh, so it was, it was a good time. Uh, I always say like, then the reason, probably the reason I chose North Dakota state over anything is, and this is just Lars and it'll tell you the type of guy he is. My mom and I go there and like I said, I'm, I'm a walk on for sure at best. 
And uh, Lars, we, we set up the meeting with them and, and Lars goes, I have a half hour. I have a meeting across campus. I have a half hour. And we ended up talking for an hour. <laughs> and right there, I'm like, this guy's going to spend an hour on some kid that he could easily not even take the meeting on. I, I have respect for that. So, and he helped me through a few jams I was in in college. I mean, you know, you get to college, you get in a few jams and it's nice to have an adult there at your back. And he helped me out through those. And, uh, and so I, I, I liked, I loved, I, I didn't like Fargo. I will not lie. Fargo is, <laughs> don't move to Fargo, but if you got to go to college, NDSU ain't the worst place to be. And, and their football team's really good right now. So, uh, but it was fun. They, they, we weren't the best cross team, but we won. Uh, and I never contributed to this, but in my five years there, we won 10 indoor and outdoor track titles. So we only lost twice in wow. my five years there. So we were that like, he was more, we were more focused on track. So, uh, but he always needed the distance runners to score some points. So, uh, it, it was fun. That sounds like fun. And it's always great, like you said, to have to have a coach, especially at that level. You know, I think it can be easy at the collegiate level to kind of get lost in the shuffle. And if you're not in that, you know, those those scoring numbers to to kind of get lost in and knowing that that coach has your back. Like, like yeah, he never volumes. he treated everyone the same. And, and I, you know, I would say that about him. He, you know. He gave everyone, I mean, he was one of those classic coaches, right? He gave everyone a nickname. I was young feller. I was a fifth year <laughs> senior and I was still young feller. So, uh, you know, and, and he, even my, my, my fourth and fifth year, he started using me, uh, for recruits and I appreciated that. So, cause you got the money to go out to eat, uh, with the recruits <laughs> and the families. So, you know, I just had a lot of respect for him. Another classic uh, Lars story is I, I ran into him when I was coaching at Montana uh, at Regions at the back when they used to do like the eight Regions for track before they did like the East West thing. Right. And he was telling the head coach at Montana that that if his daughter would come home with a kid like me, he would have been happy. So I was like, <laughs> Lars, like really? That's your that's your line for me? Like whatever. But yeah, I I love Lars and and I, he's. Much deserved. He made the North Dakota State Hall of Fame, and then uh, actually coming up in December, he's they're putting him in the the USTF uh, CCCA dot org oh, the organization right uh, uh, Hall of Fame. So he's yeah, they're he's on the Hall of Fame tour right now. <laughs> that's in retirement. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean that it sounds you know I never met him, but I mean just off of your couple of stories. I mean, it sounds like he's, it's well-deserved. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. And yeah, if you look at his bio, the number of like conference titles he won in track and field meets was just ridiculous. So that's wow. <laughs> so you talked about coaching in, in Montana. Um, how did you end up yeah. there? Well, I, after college, I actually ended up out here in New Mexico at East Mountain High School. Uh, I was hired back then as the PE teacher, the and athletic director. And then we didn't have a cross team, cross country team at East Mountain. And so my second year, me and Dave Naylor started that. And I was assisting uh, in track, a guy named David Salzer, I was assisting him. So I, I did that for four years. And I followed that kind of like, I always consider them like my, they, they were, they were a freshman and I was a freshman teacher 
I followed that crew for four years, just a great crew of kids uh, for four years at East Mountain. And I was kind of, kind of I, being AD is hard and it's a lot of thankful, thanklessness. And I was kind of ready to be done. And I was dating a girl who was looking at grad schools. And so I started looking at grad schools and I found Montana uh, was one of the three I applied for and got in. And kind of a similar story, I, I sent the cross-country coach an email, and uh, his name was Tom Ronning, and like two days later, he calls me, and we ended up talking on the phone for like an hour, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, my assistant my just left, my volunteer assistant just left, so I could use someone, and and uh, so I packed my bags after that, so... Wow. Uh, but yeah, I ended up, so I ended up in Montana for five years, got my grad degree, my, uh, master's in health and human performance, met my wife on the first day I showed up, uh, obviously didn't marry her the first day, but <laughs> married her five years later and, uh, coached, uh, coached at university of Montana for five years. Uh, Ronning only stayed that first year, which was odd. Cause he was an alumni and had been there for like 10 years, 15 years. And then they ended up hiring uh, Courtney Babcock to be the distance coach. And she's, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but she used to be a Canadian record holder in the 5K. And she went to the Olympics in the 15 one year. I forget which year. Anyway, I've seen the races a couple of times. Uh, but I assisted her for four years. Uh, and we had a really good relationship, a lot of fun. Uh, and just, again, a good group of athletes to be around. And, uh, so yeah, I ended up coaching there for five years. I, I applied for some other college jobs and never really got anything to be a college coach is hard. There's a lot of distance running geeks like me out there looking to do that. And so, uh, just never quite found anything, had a couple leads, but never quite made the final list. So but uh, it was fun. It was, I miss Missoula. Uh, my wife and I both miss Missoula. I've heard, I've never been there, but I've heard good things about that area. It's a great spot. Great, great trails to run on. Uh, it's huge. The, the run wild Missoula groups, huge. Uh, their running club and the, the marathon that they put on there in June is uh, probably, it was the runner's world marathon of the year, the one year, uh, oh, but wow. it's one of the, better marathons. Like if you're looking for kind of a small town, uh, but has a decent number of runners marathon, it's one to look at. So, and then they do a half marathon and a 5k, they do the whole thing. So, right. Wow. Well, I didn't realize that you had come here before Montana. What brought you to New Mexico from Minnesota? <laughs> that seems like, uh, a... well, I was, so after grad school, I, I spent two years in grad school full time, got my degree, and then I got a job uh, at the alternative school. Uh, so like Freedom High would be the right. closest uh, kind of Albuquerque school. But I was at the alternative school and I, I loved it there, but it was only halftime. So uh, the first year I was I was part time at a elementary or not elementary middle school and then halftime at the alternative high school. And then my second and third year teaching at the high school, I was part-time at Big Sky High School and part-time at the alternative school. Well, Big Sky High School was losing numbers, like their, their enrollment was going down. So the principal brought me in and had to lay me off. Uh, I still had the halftime job, but at that point, I really 
you know, you're getting, I was getting married and we're, you know, you're getting to the point where you're thinking about starting a family and you really don't want a half-time job. Uh, you know, and I, I knew if I stuck around long enough, I would, some other PE teacher would leave and I could take their job. But kind of at the same time, the person who Dave Naylor and I hired to replace me at East Mountain, uh, her parents were kind of needing more health care and she was taking that on. So she was stepping away from coaching and she was certified, dual certified in math and PE. And so she had told the principal, I'll teach math, whatever you find, I will teach whatever, but I don't want to coach anymore is what she told the principal. And so uh, Dave Naylor and I ended up, who took over the AD job after I left, we had several long phone conversations and uh, obviously I was getting married with my wife too. And so ended up coming back uh, as, and they also, the other thing that was happening is East Mountain had to start teaching health. They had never had to teach the health class. So I had experience teaching health in Montana. So they needed someone to do that. So I ended up coming back to East Mountain, basically taking my old job back, uh, except for I was assistant AD instead of head AD. That was probably the only difference. And I was assistant cross coach instead of the co-head cross coach with Dave. Uh, but and then took over the track program and uh, spent eight years there. Uh, but yeah, came back because of that and because of work talking with Dave and, and uh, Missoula is a great town. But it's one of those, you know, it, it's the, the quote is you'll see PhDs working, working the, the bar, the bar or being a waiter or waitress. And so it's just one of those towns where if you don't have a job, it's hard to get one. So uh, it just seemed like we needed to leave to get jobs. And <laughs> in, in Albuquerque, there's lots of opportunities. So uh, my wife was able to get a job pretty quickly. Uh, she was at UNM for a little bit. And then uh, now she's been at CNM basically six months after we got here. She's been at CNM. So, and, uh, you know, kind of the other funny story is Chris Robbie, who I mentioned before, uh, was my best man. Literally the day after I got married, him and I drove down here, uh, loaded up my little Civic and drove down here the day after I got married. So wow. <laughs> the last full day I spent in, in Missoula, I got married. So <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then Christiana came down and then she went back and finished up her job and then came back Thanksgiving that year. So my wife, Christiana. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird how things work out sometimes. <laughs> they, yeah. And it worked out. So, I mean, we had, uh, like I said, at, at Montana was fun. We had a good group. Uh, uh, our girls, I don't, I don't remember what year off fan you could look it up, but they won the big sky cross country championships for the first time since like the early eighties and they haven't won it since. Uh, so Courtney, I had a good run there. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. We had some national qualifiers. You know, I, I always say like you get, you get in as a coach, you coach long enough, you start getting invited to weddings. So I've been invited to several of their weddings. So it was, it was a lot of fun there, but then coming back here at East mountain, like we kind of started that program, you know, Dave and I did, and Dave, Dave really built that up. And I was able to kind of come in as it was, you know, Kind of already started taking off, but was taken off, and, and we had 
like a five, six year run where, where we got state trophies every year in cross and state champions almost every year in track. Even the, the last year, the year before COVID, we went, my girls went one, two in the two mile at state track. So uh, we had a really successful program there for a while at East Mountain. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, I've seen them there. <laughs> There's some good runners. I mean, it, it helps that, uh, you know, that little elevation boost and, there's really no um, yeah. nowhere flat to run there. You're either running up or down. <laughs> yeah, you're running up or down. And then the other thing on East Mountain that we did, my first stint, we built the trail. So with students uh, as part of a school project and, and that, that trail that we run our meet on or that they run the meet on. Uh, so we got that that trail that's just awesome. And there's there's, you know, it's a mile and a half trail and then there's a way to make it two and a half miles. And then there's different, like there's a thousand meter loop and there's like an 800 meter loop and there's the big hill and there's the long hill. So like as a coach, it's like a dream because like you you could basically finagle any distance and any workout at any incline you want just on our two and a half mile trail that's out there. So and then, uh, you know, Paco is out there and that's like the kids, the kids never seem to like Paco per se. <laughs> But for me, I liked it because it was like, if you've ever driven on that road, like it's wide, the shoulders are huge. And so it's just a safe, it's just so safe of a place to run. I mean, you know, in town here, there's nothing comparable because there's cars everywhere and the roads are narrow. But out there, it's just like you could run all the way to the end and then up the hill and, and get like a nine, 10 mile run in. And it's just the, like the safest thing you can do. So uh, just good running out there. And yeah, you're never going flat never you're always going up or down so uh good running we had good athletes that bought into the program that dave and i presented and you know uh just i mean i don't know how many state titles we won uh, but it was a lot <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> i know i was looking that mile split did that like uh that decade thing last year oh during yeah covid yep. times and like like our distance runners just dominated at looking at like the track times and stuff so it was it was you know, I think about those kids a lot, good kids and they're all doing well, or most of them are. So it was, it's, that's like, when I see athletes, I don't, former athletes, I don't ask them like how their running is. I ask them if they're passing their classes and if they're staying out of trouble and that's, that's what I ask them. And they're all passing their classes and staying out of trouble. So I'm happy and proud for them. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's one of the perks of watching them grow up, right? Getting to see those, like you said, I mean, just whether they're passing classes and doing well or starting to get invited to weddings. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's where you're at. That's where you get to if you start coaching long enough. Yeah. <laughs> what I guess is kind of the biggest, I mean, obviously ability wise and stuff, but um, what was kind of some of the biggest differences between coaching with college kids and high school kids? Uh, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of similarities, you know, you're still trying to motivate, you know, I think there's a misnomer and as a high school coach that like all the college athletes are highly motivated and some just aren't, you know, and it's, so you're always trying to motivate. You're always trying to build relations in that way. So in that, those ways, it's, it's very similar. 
you know, I was never really on the recruiting side at the college level. I, you know, I, they'd, I'd always, when they brought the recruits to campus, I got to talk with them and spend time with them. Uh, but I never was the guy that made the calls. Usually, uh, I made a few calls here and there, but so I, I couldn't really speak to that all too much. Uh, high school, you, you have the limited amount of time with them. College, it seems like you have a little bit more time, like during the week with them. Uh, high school, you have to deal with parents. It's not in college. It's not that you don't deal with parents at all, but usually you're not. And when you are dealing with parents, it's usually an injury related thing. Uh, we had a couple athletes that were injured and, you know, you'd have to the, call the parents and talk to them about what might be options uh, here and there. But even then you're usually just working with the athlete. So that was nice. But yeah, you know, a lot of it just comes down to motivating the athletes and, and seeing what they need individually. I, I think college programs are a little bit more divided individually. High school programs, it's a little bit more of a, you know, you're putting everyone into one program and then kind of just adjusting it for each person or, or college. It's a little bit more individualistic. Uh, but in the same instance, like college kids don't want to go run on their own either. They want to run with their teammates and they want to, they want to do whatever they want to be part of a group too. So you're trying to build that right. up as well. But you know, I'll tell you, we had pasta feeds in college. We had pasta feeds in high school, you know, just kind of a different mix. The pasta feed in college was at some kid's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, some, like you never quite knew what you're going to. And in high school, it's at the parents' house and the parents are cooking it. Right. So, uh, but it, both are fun. You know, the, the college kids are a little bit more mature. So I felt I could have a little bit more uh, in-depth of conversations with them. But, you know, I, by the time high school kids got to be a senior, you're, you're having pretty serious conversations about where they're going to go to school and, you know, what they're going to do for a living and what major they're going to have and all that. And, and uh, so, you know, it, it, those are fun conversations too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how does that, I'll use this as a, as a transition. How does that compare to, uh, working with the, uh, the little ones at the youth club? <laughs> that little ones <laughs> is all about motivation too. Uh, you know, the little ones you're trying to, uh, little ones are fun, man. Cause they just have energy for days. You know, the high school kids, even the college kids come in tired. Uh, I mean, they'll start practice tired and finish practice tired, even though they're probably not tired, uh, but they'll act <laughs> like it. And the high, the little kids, God, they just have energy. So, you know, you're trying to channel that energy. You're trying to motivate them to do what you want to do. Uh, I think, I think we're still trying to learn, uh, Jesse and, and Andrea and I that run the youth team. We're, we're still newbies in this youth program, youth coaching. Uh, so, you know, and the other thing is we have such a big age range. Like we have, we have a five-year-old all the way up to a 12-year-old on our team. So it's just, it's a huge range. And like I said, trying to motivate them, trying to put them in the right group so they can do what they need to do. Uh, something we've learned is like the, the young, young kids, like the, the five, six, seven year olds, uh, unless they're uber talented and uber motivated, kind of dividing things up a little bit more. So you're not going to tell them, Hey, let's go on a two mile run. You're going to say, Hey, let's do four by half mile runs. And, and so you're just going to divide things up for them a little bit more because their attention span isn't quite there yet. Uh, so 
Uh, and that's what I found like works with my son. He's six and he's on the team and, and coach Andrea did great uh, working with him mostly. Uh, but just dividing it up, like he just doesn't have, he, he wants to, he just doesn't he just kind of loses motivation. And, and uh, so, so dividing things up is kind of the big thing, but also keeping things fun, keeping things light. Uh, we, we finished probably 75% of our practices with a tag game of some sort. So the kids love that. They look forward to that. They're disappointed if we don't have time for a tag <laughs> game. Uh, but, you know, in, in high school, you know, you might play a tag game like every other week or something like that just to like, hey, we have a little extra time. Let's let's play like tag. So uh, and then in college, you never do that. So <laughs> so that's kind of a difference, too. Uh, although in college, I will tell you after when the, the first snow, we always had a football game when I was running at North Dakota State. That was always a big deal. The first time we got like a big snow, we, we played a snow football game. That was a huge deal. So it was upperclassmen versus underclassmen. <laughs> so, that... And I was always the skinniest guy, so I got to hold and I got to cheat. So <laughs> don't tell anyone that. that sound, I can't imagine playing a snow game in, in just piles of snow out there. Oh, and... Fargo. Yeah, that first snow. We look forward to that. Like in December in Fargo, that was you you watch the weather report. And it had to be after conference, after we right. were done with cross, before indoor track. But we'd always have that snow that snow game. That was fun. <laughs> Every year we did that. All five years. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that that about college, you know, those little um traditions. I think every school's probably got one. Sure. the coaches probably know about but don't really like it's not run by the coaches it's it's by yeah. the upperclassmen because it's you know someone started it at some point right sure <laughs> and so that that sounds like i mean like you said i mean obviously after conferences you know between seasons when you don't you know won't risk getting hurt as bad you know that kind of stuff but yeah yeah it sounds like fun <laughs> yeah we had we had a blast <laughs> some of those I mean, you'd have two feet of snow on the ground and you're playing football. <laughs> cold. It's cold because it's Fargo. Yeah. It's windy because it's Fargo. <laughs> you're just miserable. But you're playing football, so it's all right. Yeah. I can't imagine how many layers you must have had on. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And if you were supposed to run a lot that day, you, you got your running early. Yeah. You'd show up to practice with your nine miles on and then you'd jog the two miles to the to the field. <laughs> uh i you know that's i think the one thing that i've talked to a lot of people about is is how to keep running fun and sure. you know you kind of mentioned that a couple of times and you know we talked about it we're we're pretty close to the same age and so you know we're we're masters runners now you know yeah. <laughs> and how do you how do you still keep running fun for me personally and for, for you the, personally, personally, I, I'm addicted. <laughs> I mean, my wife knows it. I know it. My friends know it. Uh, it's a compulsion. I mean, I just love running it. it I mean, I, I don't know when the switch happened, but, uh, it's definitely, I mean, and I'll admit it's definitely a compulsion. Uh, my first stint in New Mexico after college, you know, and, and having coached college and, and seen a lot of people co post collegiately, like I was burnt. I was definitely burnt down on running. Uh, 
I had hip issues. I had knee issues. I had ankle issues. You know, I was that standard kid. I would, I would, I ran my first marathon right after college because I didn't know if I would keep running. So I ran, you know, call it the season ended for college, like early May. And then grandma's marathon in Minnesota is the third weekend in June. And so I I, I ran that and then I moved out here and I I honestly didn't know if I would run more than 20 miles a week again. And, uh, and after like two or three years, I just missed it. And that that also played into my role to water to coach collegiately was I, I wanted to go run with college athletes. Like, and I knew if I ran collegiately, like we always had an assistant coach uh, who ended up being the head women's coach, but Ryan Godfrey, who always ran with us at North Dakota state. And I was like, I want to be able to run with the guys and and do that. And so I was, when I went to Montana, I I started running again. And I don't know where the switch happened, where it became a compulsion of mine to run, but now it's where it's where it's at for me. And I, I'll admit that and, uh, and I'll, I'll live, I'll own it, but it's just, it's what I do. I do it. I run every day. It's rare that I miss. If I miss, I'm sick or injured. So, uh, but for me, running is just inherently fun. It's just what I do. So for high school kids, even college kids, and and definitely the youth, you have to keep the find ways to make it fun, whether you do relays or or games or change up the route or or whatever, you got to find ways to make it fun for them. Uh, which can be hard when you inherently like running. Right. So like, let's go run six miles. And they're like, oh, it's like, what do you mean? Oh, that's like, this is the highlight of my day. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you just, you just have to know that not everyone loves the sport the way maybe I do, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I want to get back on, on the, the youth club here in a minute, but, sure. uh, you know, you, you, you said something. So you rarely take a day off. So you run seven days a week most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Like I am not, I don't, I don't feel as good. Like, and I'll take my easy days easy. I'll, I'll go out and sure. do eight, nine. I, there's been a few mornings recently at five thirty when it's been 10 minute pace. Cause I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But I, yeah, I'm, I, I, I do not. I, I don't beat myself up about it as much anymore, but I do not like to take days off. No, I don't. I, I don't. And I like coaching, even collegiately, like I didn't, I would tell kids to take days off. Like logically, I know you should do that. But uh, like just personally, I can't do that. I, I Even in high school, I remember uh, we switched coaches my senior year at track and uh I remember coach looking at me very directly and going, do not run tomorrow. And it was a Saturday. And, and of course I did. So, uh, but even in high school, like I, I ran most days, uh, it's, it's also, you know, and my wife knows this probably better than anyone. It's also my way of dealing with my stressors and, you know, and, and my mental break. Like I don't bring my phone on my run. I know I've had people tell me I, I should be bringing my phone on my run in case something happens. I, I don't, I just don't. And, uh, I, I, it's, it's also my mental health break. So, you know, Sundays, uh, when I was in high school, I, I had this like three mile loop I would do, and then I would stretch and I would do drills and strides. And it would just, I just remember even in high school thinking this is like the best, like this is the best. I've, I've had a tough week. Now I can just come and do this and, and, uh, and just, just relax. So, 
Uh, and now that's, that's the way running is for me now. So. That's, that's great. It's, I mean, anybody listening to this, like do what works for your body. If you need to take a day off, if you need to take multiple days off, like sure. that obviously for you, but I, I feel the same way. Like it just, um, I think it can be, you know, whatever's going to work for you is going to be the healthiest for you. And yeah, it, it sounds like you've found what works for you, which I mean, again, I mean, you're running, you're still running pretty fantastically. So in my yeah, opinion, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying hard. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I, we talked about before you, I did the, the safari run and I mean, five of the you know top eight runners were all masters runners and yeah, yeah six of the top 10 were all masters runners so yeah and then if if uh chakri and and uh solomon had run the full 8k you know but it, it would have bumped those numbers up like <laughs> sure yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it's pretty competitive and it's pretty amazing actually <laughs> yeah for sure um so how did the uh, the Duke's Youth Club get started. Uh, you know Jesse has been talking about it for years. Uh, Jesse Armijo, and he's an elementary teacher at Manzano Day School. Right. And uh, so when I left East Mountain and went to College and Career High School, uh, you know I I was kind of missing coaching there in the in the spring, at late fall, and I. I'd kind of reached out to a few people about, you know, maybe volunteering with them and, and reached out to Jesse was one of the people I reached out to. And I was just like, Hey, let's, do you want to start this or not? Like what's the, and so we ended up just kind of starting it. And, uh, and we got, uh, miles Clover on board and Andrea on board. And, and we, that first, season was weird because we USATF wasn't running any track meets. So we didn't even know, like, we're just going to run three days a week and do our thing. And then we're, we're friends with running medicine, like, uh, Anthony flag, their director, he right. used to run with the Dukes before he started running medicine. So we knew him and we called him up and we're like, Hey, let's put on some meets. And so we ended up putting on track meets. Uh, the first meet we put on was actually at bullhead park. Oh really? And we we literally went out there and measured a 400 meter track, like <laughs> a, a, a actual 400 meter track, and uh, we put on that meet and uh, and th that was a lot of fun. And so then we ended up uh, using one of the local high school tracks. Kind of, I don't think we fully had permission, but so I won't say what high school. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we ended up using one of the high school tracks and and running two more meets there with them. And it was just a lot of fun. We had fun with the kids. So then we did the, the July, we did two days a week in July, just a short little program, uh, didn't do any meets. And then we did the full cross season this year, which was a new experience for us because USATF did host the meets and do the sanction, the meets this year. So that it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we really, really have enjoyed it, but yeah, it's basically started at Jesse Armijo it was his little brainchild and, and we, we got together and got it going. So that's, that's awesome. I think it's great. And I mean, obviously, I mean, Anthony Flagg with his, with the running medicine is, you know, what he does there is awesome oh. as well. 
And yeah, it's and we're like I he's made the joke that I need a shirt that's like cut down the middle and has running medicine on one side and dukes <laughs> on the other. Uh, cause we've been part of the running medicine too. Uh, in fact, in June, when, when, uh, we weren't doing anything for Dukes, we were going to the running medicine practices. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, and he's really supportive of us. So we appreciate his help. I mean, we had a, before the first meet, we, we, Jesse and I literally had a conference call, uh, with him about how to register kids. And, and he gave us a lot of advice and pointers. Uh, so he's been, uh, kind of our go-to guy to help us through the processes and stuff. Cause it's a lot, uh, it's, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's the equivalent of like track almost for high school, even oh, wow. just for cross. Cause you have all the divisions and you have to make sure they're in the right spot and you have to get the, the birth certificate confirmed and you have to have parent signatures for every meet. Wow. And so there's a, there's just a lot of, a lot of different things that you have to go through to, to run those meets. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been good. Uh, and like I said, my son, Micah is in it and he likes it. And, and we, uh, we did the state meet yesterday. I wish if, if someone in the higher ups are listening, can they please, not have the state youth meet and the state high school meet on the same day. Right. Like <laughs> there's gotta be a way to like put them on different days. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of days anyways. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. Micah, Micah was part of the first ever Dukes full team. The U8 boys team was a full, a full team. We took home the third place trophy and, and, uh, you know, out of four teams, but third place, we'll take it. And, uh, we're, we're proud of those kids. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It's fun to coach. And we got good, good kids, good parents, you know, probably half our students are Manzano day school students. Cause they're Jesse recruits them from his PE classes. Right. Uh, so, and the other half are just Duke's kids, uh, children of Duke's runners, uh, adult Duke's runners, and just random people who see our posts on Facebook. So, uh, or go into heart and soul and see, see our flyers there. So, right. uh, but yeah, we've really enjoyed it. We were learning and we're, we're, we're looking forward to spring, the spring season. And so it, it should be good. And it, it sounds fun. And I mean, I've, I've obviously followed the Dukes on Instagram and stuff, and it seems like the kids are having a blast and the, the races seem cool. And I, uh, I did not realize that there was that much. I mean, I assume there was probably like, oh yeah, I got to sign some paperwork. I did not know about like checking birth certificates and all that stuff like that. That's yeah, a lot. <laughs> you have to get them uploaded to the USATF website and then someone at the USATF main office approves or denies it. It's like this whole like process. Wow. Like, all right. But once you do it, you're kind of done with the kids. Right. Uh, and like flag had a few tips that made it like, he's like, do this because then you won't have to do it the rest of the season. Otherwise, you have to do it every meet. So he just gave us a few tips that we could get through things, do front load things so we wouldn't have to do it later in the season, which was just hugely helpful. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. You know, that, that first meet we had, uh, AAT was running it, the Albuquerque Athletics Track Club. And they, I think they called Jesse to the, to the, to the tent, like four times, five times, because <laughs> something we did was wrong. <laughs> so like, 
Uh, but you know, I, I stay down on the course like you deal with that, Jesse. Yeah. I'll stay down here and cheer on the kids. So, uh, you know, we, we had everything from a kid cutting the course to a kid not registered for the right race oh. to uh, Andrea got in trouble for pacing an athlete. Uh, so, like, we did everything wrong, but it's all right. We learned. We moved on. Well, I mean, I've seen Andrea out there at the at a lot of those races running running along with her dog so i'm sure not <laughs> she's just used to that <laughs> yes well we just i didn't think it really mattered for a no th- this particular athlete was not near the front of the pack we'll just yeah. say that so we just didn't like <laughs> just trying to motivate her to like run the last quarter mile yeah so now that's it's it always intrigues it was, me how um how by the book certain things are when it it may not necessarily need to matter. (laughs) I I think they were more just warning us than anything. Just like we're the new guys in town. Like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to show you how it's done guys. Like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. The, the guy, I forget the name of the man who was running it, but I had to call him the day before to get three kids registered because we had forgot or we had (sighs) missed their red. We didn't realize they were coming, including my son. (laughs) <laughs> just like Jesse you didn't register my kid and he's like I didn't think it was coming like oh sorry <laughs> so because there was a meet he was going to have to miss he thought it was that meet it, so it wasn't really like there was just a little miscommunication between them right. but they they let us in they were they were nice about it that's good <laughs> but I agree with you I mean I had one of my parents um you know for my team she her son was running with um running medicine and she had to, you know, that was their, her youngest one. And the oldest one was running in the state cross country meet. Sure. And, you know, she had to get from Mesa del Sol all the way to Academy. I mean, that's, that's not a small distance. <laughs> no. Yeah. They need to do something about that. I, I don't think it's that. I mean, the cross country community is a pretty small, tight community. I, I think you could, the, the state, and I don't know what comes down from the national level, if, they're told that it has to be this weekend. You know, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm not privy to that, but it would seem that you could have run the state youth meet the weekend before, uh, or even the weekend after like it, right. like it went, I know the NMA is going to do whatever the NMA is going to do. Uh, but you know, I mean, it even, even, uh, Kedge, NMA Kedge who runs the meet, he had kids at both meets. Right. He like, so even he can't be at both spots. So, you know, cause I had seen him every weekend at the USATF meet every, every weekend. And then obviously he wasn't there cause he's got to run the meet at Academy there. So, right. but so I don't know, higher ups in the NMA know that this might potentially be an issue. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe we need Jackie's, uh, kid jackie and nick's kid to get old enough to start doing and then they'll all figure it out so there you go because <laughs> uh, their kids got to be getting close right i don't it's been a couple years nah the, their daughter yeah has i i'm has to be close has to be close to running those usatf meets yeah. <laughs> so. yeah we just need enough people to have the conflicts to realize it's an issue yeah in the right positions <laughs> All right. I had Jesse on, uh, Jesse, Jackie on before. So Jackie, if you're listening, <laughs> it's a problem. There you go. <laughs> For a few people. 
Well, and then like even I went to the state meet, and you see the Cougars head coach there. You see Anthony Flag there. Right. I, I saw. I probably saw like four or five kids, including my son, with their medal around their neck. So like people are going both places. So, yeah. I mean, which is cool to see, but in the same instance, like just do them different days, please. Right. Right. I mean, like like you yeah. said, it's it's a small community. You know, if they've got an older brother or sister who's running cross country, then, you know, there's a good chance they're running in the youth clubs because they're seeing that and they want to be like that, you know? Sure. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, or, 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 you know, coaches, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, there's going to be <laughs> a lot of overlap for sure. For sure. But I, I enjoy hearing you talk about it because it's, you know, I, I, I hear kind of your enjoyment of it, of just yeah. all of it, the coaching, the the being a part of it and the, the kids and their energy. And it's, it's, it's cool to hear. Yeah. Those little kids have energy, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They have energy. <laughs> They're not I, lacking that. <laughs> I, I will say though, that Mesa del Sol course, cause that was uh, Albuquerque high held our district there three, four years ago. Okay. Uh, that is, that is not a, uh, easy course. I don't know how far the kids run, but, uh, uh the, so the, they have the 4k, 5k that's for the 13 and up kids. Okay. The, the seven to 12 year olds run a 3k. Okay. And then the U8 runs a 2k. Okay. It wasn't that hard of a course for the 3K and 2K. That's and that's who we had athletes in the 3Ks and 2Ks. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. There was one hill. You went down it and then you did a U-turn and went back up it. Okay. So and that was for both the 3K and the 2K. The 3K just went out 500 more meters, like, right. literally, and then back up. <laughs> the the hardest course was that first course, and that was in the Bear Canyon Arroyo, and it oh, finished up on that dam. Right. So I forget that, was the, that they have a course on there. That was the hardest course. Was that first course of the year? So, uh, but it was fun. Our kids do well. We, we you know, I, I'm a big believer in hill workouts. So even yeah. we had the little kids do the hill workout and they actually like doing the hill workout. So, uh, but our kids ran, I, I thought the Dukes ran really well on the hills. I thought that was one of our strengths. So, uh, bring the hills on. And when yeah. I was at East mountain, bring the hills on, uh, you know, when I was at Montana, the best, the boys team and girls team ever did combined was we, we both took. Both teams took third at the Big Sky Conference, and the course it was in Greeley, Colorado, and it was it was a mud pit because it had been snowing and raining, and th those Montana kids just it was like home to them yeah. running the mud. So I've always coached teams where like the tougher the course, the better we ran. So never never bothered me. And and that's yeah. funny because I'm kind of the opposite way. I, I don't run <laughs> that well in tough courses, but my kids always did. My athletes always have. Well, I, did, I mean, we did, we had practice uh, up at the top of Banal, you know, every Wednesday for her and I, yeah, we'd see, I'd see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see you guys out there. So you guys are definitely getting some hill work because <laughs> you're always going up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, um, you know, it sounds like you're excited to have like a true, uh, track season, you know, since you guys kind of started in kind of pandemic there was no <laughs> true track yeah, season yeah. so it sounds like this will be a fun experience yeah and we'll stick to like we'll stick to like training kids for the 400 
800 mile mostly. Uh, so we'll kind of, that'll be our focus. Uh, but yeah, I think we're looking forward to having a full track season and seeing what's out there uh, and, and having bigger, a little bit bigger meets, not just like us and running medicine. One other team joined us for uh, one meet and that was fun to have them even. So then there was three teams there. Uh, but they were more of a sprint school, so or a sprint program. But it, right. yeah, it'll be fun, and we'll throw some relays down and do some different things. So we'll we'll see what happens. Like I said, we're going into it wise eyes wide open and and hoping to learn a little bit and hoping to have some success with some of our athletes and and uh, and have fun in, in those ways. So that's awesome. I think that's cool. And I mean, again, if if anybody's listening to this and they've got a kid that they want to get involved in it, how, how would they get involved? The The best way would be to just email Duke's track club. So Duke's track club at gmail.com and uh, Jesse and Arlene uh, are the two that run that email and, and they'll, they'll send the information. Uh, we still have to have our, when we just finished the fall season. So we have to have our planning meeting to figure out, uh, our schedule and what we're going to do uh, in the spring exactly. We haven't got the schedule from USATF yet either, which is how we kind of make our schedule. Right. So we'll we'll work on that. And uh, But yeah, just to email dukestrackclub at gmail.com and then we'll put you on our listserv. Jesse, we're, we're building that listserv now. And so he can, uh, when he sends the information out to register, uh, he'll send that information out to the families and uh, hopefully they, it works for their family and they can uh, get online and register and, and meet us up for that. Our first practice, it, it'll probably start in, you know, late February, early March. Uh, we want to do like a, a 10 to 12 week season. So whenever the state, the USATF state meet will be, we'll just plan backwards 10, 10 to 12 weeks and see where that falls and, uh, and start, start about then. So yeah, hopefully it doesn't fall during the uh, um, high school state meet. <laughs> yeah, I've, I really have no concept. I don't know. <laughs> I like I said, it sounds like you're really in, enjoying this. Uh, do you think you might ever try again? Kind of jump back up to high school, or even try uh, collegiate if it op- ever became a possibility. I don't, I I don't think I'll ever coach collegiately. Uh, You know, maybe if the ride assistant thing showed up, like I was doing at Montana uh, where I was teaching high school and then could had a really supportive principal and could leave and go coach collegiately uh, and just assist where I'm just running with the kids and the athletes and and helping out in that way. I I might do that. I, I don't really see that happening. Uh, I think that's more of a younger person's game to do that. Uh, coaching high school, I mean, I miss it. I, I'm not going to lie. And, and like, I love coaching the Dukes. I love being around my son. Uh, I will say like kind of one of my things that and Jesse and Andrea and Miles know when we split this, the athletes off at Dukes, I, I usually don't go with my son's group because I, I don't, I don't want to be that dad that coaches him from age five all the way up through high school or whatever. Uh, so I don't coach him directly a lot of times. I mean, sometimes I do. I'm, I am one of the coaches for Duke. So, but high school I miss it, it's, 
you know, I left East Mountain. I was, I was ready for a break from coaching. Uh, it's a lot of work. And being out there in the mountains with my family in town, uh, you know, we live at Lomas and Tram. I, I live a half mile away from Manzano uh, High School. So it was just always hard to get into town to really try to be a dad. Uh, so it's nice being in town now. But, you know, if, if the right thing came up and, you know, it seemed like the right situation, uh, I would love to coach high school aged athletes again. Uh, but it'd have to be right. It'd have to fit for me. It'd have to fit for my family. And, and probably even more importantly, it'd have to fit for the school. You know, I really like teaching at college and career high school right now. And it's, a, it, you know, we don't have sports there. Uh, my principal, it was an athlete and, and understands athletics and understands it's a passion of mine. And, and she's supportive if I ever uh, would get a job specifically with an APS uh, cause then it's, you know, the same umbrella, the same organization, right? but it'd have to be the right situation. And, you know, and if the right situation comes up, I'll apply. And, and, and if I, if I get it and it, it could work for my family, I'll, I'll make it happen. You know, I, you know, uh, Brant, Brant's probably the guy I run with the most in, 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 uh, Albuquerque Brant Lutz, the, well now the, I guess the owner of heart and soul sports, which if you need shoes, go to heart and soul sports. I didn't realize uh, he was the owner. Yeah, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's taken over for Stan. Oh wow! Uh, and 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 uh, Stan's still involved, but uh, he's he's kind of taken over the ownership and the and the managerial role. But anyways, he he kind of knows like one of my dreams. Like I just I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I think sometimes and is to live within like a mile or two of some school, and. And literally have it so like I could either run or bike to prat like summer practices, or the kids would come over to my house and run from my driveway, and I'd you know I'd have the five gallon jug full of Gatorade or water and like like I just envision this like whole whole setup that I have a dream of. But like I said, they'd have to be the right situation, you know. I, I and I don't I don't mean to be arrogant when I say that or whatever, but. I feel my running res, my coaching resume, I, I feel solid and, and, and I don't, I just don't, I want to find that situation and, and be able to really, really get a program and, and, and take it to where it can go, you know? So, but yeah, I miss it. And I, and I, and I would get back into high school coaching in the right spot. I think that's yeah. great. I, <laughs> I don't think you'd... the dream of having, being within a couple miles of a school and having kids, literally run from my driveway. That's, that's gotta be the dream right there. That so sounds amazing. <laughs> that's part of it comes from Missoula. Cause like Missoula is such a small town and that's what like the, the two schools in town that are big distance running school, Hellgate and, and, uh, and Sentinel, which they went and their boys teams went one, two in the state this year, wow. uh, in Montana. And, uh, Literally, that's that you'd see him like meet at either the coach's house or like the coach would bike to to the school and meet the kids on the trail. Like it's just like wow, what an awesome setup! Like what just an awesome setup. Like I just want to be part of that, and that's what was hard at East Mountain because I live you know twenty miles away, and so I'd I'd have to drive up there for summer practices. And and you know as a as a cross coach, if you don't have a summer program, you don't have a cross program, right? Like, you have to have a summer program. And so like, it was just hard to drive all the way out there 
meet my like five to 10 kids, run with them and then drive all the way back in the summer. And then when you have, I have two kids, so you, you either have to put them in daycare and now I'm paying $10 an hour for them to be in daycare, each kid. Right. Or I have to bring them up and then how much good am I of a coach when I have two young kids with me? So it just got, it got hard, but you know, I, like I said, if I lived close to the school and, and could and finagle this and make it work out, I think, I think it would, it would be great. And my kids are getting older now. So, you know, uh, I think it'd be a little better situation. There, there was a, one time the, the East Mountain Telegraph came out and they like, took a picture of me with my kid in the jogging stroller with all the kids that's for a summer practice. So, <laughs> uh, but I tried to make it work, you know, and, and, uh, Dave Naylor and I tried to have a summer program, but it, it just, uh, it got harder and harder with one kid. And then it got harder and harder with two kids to, to go out there. And that's part of the reason, uh, I just didn't feel I was doing the program justice as much, uh, having the past up a ton off a little bit. So, but yeah, and bottom line, I miss high school athletes. I, I mean, I get to coach, they call me coach at college and career high school because I'm the PE teacher. So I don't <laughs> mind that per se. I'm not like the, whatever Prefontaine movie it is where he says, don't call me coach. Or oh, yeah. says, Don't call me coach. Whatever one of the two it is, but uh, I don't mind being called coach. And uh, I, I think there's a little bit of respect with that name. So I agree. I agree. And I, I think I agree with you. It's, it's tough though. It's like, you know, when you, when you're coaching and you have a family, you know, and finding that balancing act is, um, it, it can be hard. And if you're having to, to travel, you know, 40 minutes both ways, I mean, that really, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. One day I'll get back in it. I'm sure I will. I'm sure you will too. <laughs> So awesome. I, I think that's a, that's a great place to, to kind of wrap up on. Um, congratulations again on the, on the state meet for the youth club and Thank you. Uh, excited for you guys for track. Um, I'm sure that the, the atmosphere over there was, was just as good as it was at Academy for, you know, the high school state meet. I just, a little bit smaller, but yeah, it was, there was a yeah. lot. Uh, it, it's just the fun that youth stuff's just fun. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, the last question I have for you and what I ask everybody, and that's just, what are you listening to to kind of get you motivated, get you going, uh, get you pumped up to be around a bunch of five to 12 year olds? <laughs> uh, music likes, uh, you know, one of my many nicknames, you could probably do a whole podcast on my nicknames, <laughs> uh, is, and in fact, I believe, and Dave Naylor, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm listed as Philly Joel in his uh, phone because uh, of my love for Billy Joel. Uh, so I've seen Billy twice in concert. Wow. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, I love Billy Joel. Uh, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very typical nineties guy in a lot of ways. So when Foo Fighters came to town, Counting Crows came to town, uh, I saw them. And, and so my nineties playlist is huge. One of the, the best and I, parents out there, one of the best things I ever did in my life is if, uh, if you ask Micah what his favorite song is, 
he will say good by better than Ezra. And I'm not lying. He will say good by better than Ezra. So uh, I somehow got him, my wife and I into like fringe nineties songs. So we listen to good about daily (laughs) in my household. So, uh, but yeah, I'm a nineties guy. I was, you know, I graduated high school in 98. So uh, I liked all those nineties bands. Smashing Pumpkins, oh, God, yeah. Counting Crows, all those, all those guys. Uh, yeah, Billy Joel's my first love, and he will always be. He will always be that guy for me. Uh, his songs got me through a lot. So, <laughs> uh, if you're out there, Billy, I'm, I'm sure he's not listening to this. I'm sure he's uh, not. <laughs> one of my other dreams, like I said, I'm a dreamer, is uh, to see him at Madison Square Garden, and he just did his first concert back since COVID uh, last week. So it's, it's always like my wife and I look at those tickets and it's just pretty hard to get to Madison Square Garden. Oh, I'm sure. I'm thinking in New York, uh, New York City Marathon went on today. Right. So it's exciting. Uh, I had a coworker run that. So uh, oh, that's awesome. congrats to her. Casey Bielik ran it and uh, finished in a, and in, in actually she ran that in Boston and she finished faster than she ran in Boston. So congrats wow. to her if she's listening. Uh, but yeah. Billy Joel, that'll be my final answer. <laughs> All right, Billy Joel, sounds great. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, New York this morning. I haven't even checked the results on that. I need to go in and take a look at that. Oh, uh, and I'll, I'll tell the listeners this too. Uh, Glass Houses by Billy Joel, and and my wife knows this. I think Brant knows this. Uh, if there's a big race, that I listen to the entire Glass Houses album before the race. Interesting. So. It's that's uh it's a tradition of mine uh, that I started in high school actually. <laughs> wow. I, I had I had high school teammates that would be like, Leave Phil alone, he's listening to glass houses. <laughs> like, leave him alone. Don't talk don't talk to him. They'd be like an hour before the race, like but just before warm up. Like be like, one more song, guys, one more song, I'll be ready. <laughs> Compact display or or do you have the boom box? No, it's compact disc headphones. Yeah, the old the old Walkmans, the oh. the CD player Walkmans. Yep, I've I've progressed in technology through the yep. years, but yeah, it's glass <laughs> houses. You start that first song with the glass breaking, and and you just go from there. So, I I I man, I bus rides to meets, and we'd have a boombox blaring, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whoever picked the music for that, and guys, I remember. Um, somebody blasting uh the batman forever soundtrack oh wow there you and, go and uh so that became a tradition for a while one of the kids would basically sing kiss from a rose before every uh meet that that uh that season which was just amazing <laughs> no i don't think any of my friends I, some of my <laughs> friends didn't mind it but i don't think they would have appreciated uh me putting it on. Oh, and back then, like it was hard. It was, it wasn't, you didn't have a Bluetooth speaker with a lithium ion battery in it to just play music wherever you wanted. So it wasn't, it was a lot of double D batteries or whatever it is, D batteries. And those boom boxes. Uh, so I just had the right. headphones and the Walkman. I had the big, the big earmuff <laughs> headphones. And, uh, and I just remember my friend Greg would be like, leave him alone. Don't, <laughs> don't bother him. He's listening to the glass houses, leave him alone. And I still do it to this day. You drive in the car with me to a race and I, I don't do it for every race. It's gotta be an important race. I don't want to kill it. Yeah. But, uh, if, if it's an important race, glass houses goes on. So <laughs> Billy Joel, 
Thank you very much, Billy Joel. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, like I said, this has been a lot of fun, and and this whole end conversation of the music has been great. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I know uh, you guys were looking for a you know a ma- getting a masters team together to run for the club nationals. Yep. So, um, hopefully that works out. And I wanted to bring that mention that earlier, but you know, lots of other sure. things to talk well, about. I think we'll have a full team. Perfect. So it just it kind of depends on uh, a few guys, but I think we'll have a full team. Awesome. So that'll be uh, Tallahassee, December 11th. If you're a Masters runner, we, we'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck on that. And uh, like I said, this has been a lot of fun. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, thanks for having me. And, uh, and you know, I'll just say, like, I, I love – the Albuquerque running community and being part of the Dukes and, uh, you know, going to the state meet, both state meets yesterday, uh, and seeing some of those coaches I haven't seen for a while is just a blast. And then showing up this morning with, you know, 20 guys ready to run, ready to run, you know, 15 to 22 miles. I think someone was the longest run of the day. It just such a fun community to be part of here in Albuquerque and I appreciate your part of it as the podcast guy. Uh, so, uh, just, just awesome. with we'll keep doing what we're doing and keep getting kids into running and building up the high school programs and, and, uh, and the, the open and the master's programs and just such a, it's a cool place to be. So, and then that not even mentioning UNM is right. Girls are ranked number one or two or whatever they're ranked at this moment. And, and we'll see what happens there. So just a, a great running community. And I'm happy to be part of the Albuquerque running community. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time. And thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime... Keep running, New Mexico.